Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix In Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Welcome! I'm so glad that you're here. This has been a busy, busy week. I'm actually heading out of town on Thursday to head back to Disneyland. I'm heading there for my anniversary celebration with my husband. And then I'm going to be staying a little longer to do some work there and do some hotel tours. So I'm excited about that. But that means getting everything ready. You know how it is when you're getting ready to leave your family for a little while. There's lots of prep that goes into that. So I'm prepping for being gone for a week and getting the house cleaned and getting everything ready that my kids are going to need. And then my son has a birthday right when I get back. So I'm getting everything ready for his birthday so that it's all ready to go when I get home and on and on and on. You know how it is. It's all those things, all the little things that add up and it's kind of a big deal to get ready. But I'm working hard so that I can be ready to go and I'll be at Disneyland on Thursday. So I will be doing lots of testing on rope dropping now with early entry because it does change things a little bit. So um, I already got a pretty good feel for how it was going to work, but I want to test a few more things and I have some fun ideas that I want to see how they work while I'm there. So if you want to follow along, you can follow along on my Instagram stories. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's going to be fun. I love doing hotel tours, so I'll be able to do a bunch of hotel tours. I think I'm going to be doing like 12. I'm not sure. Um, So I love doing those. So I'll put those all over my Instagram stories. So it's really fun for me to be able to check out different properties so then I can recommend different things to you because people send me messages all the time that say things like, you know, this is who's traveling with us. This is what we need. This is what we want. Where do you think we should stay? And so when I'm able to go and tour all these different properties, then I can give you a really good recommendation based on your needs, which I really love. And then also you get a little peek into each of the properties and then you can kind of see where you might want to stay when you visit. So I think that's pretty great. So I'm excited to do that and I'm just excited to be back at Disneyland. Halloween is getting ready to kick off. I won't be there for kickoff but I'm sure there's going to be lots of little Halloween touches and decorations happening throughout the park. One of the things I am the most excited about for my visit in a few days is a treat. My favorite treat of all time at Disneyland has been gone since 2019 and it is back. All of a sudden it's back and I am beyond thrilled. So it's the Disneyland Churro Sunday. I think they changed the name a little bit. It's like a cookie butter churro sundae. It's got cookie dough ice cream, a cookie butter sauce, and then they put a churro on the top along with some whipped cream. It's absolutely delightful and I'm really excited to get back there and try it again. You can find it at the Golden Horseshoe and honestly I had daydreams about this 
churro sundae. I went home and I recreated it at home. So I have a copycat recipe. I'll put that in the show notes. But I, I really didn't think they'd ever have it again. And now here it is. And I'm thrilled, thrilled to death. So I'll be doing that maybe first thing when I get there. Oh, I hope it tastes the same. But to tell you the honest truth, I won't know the difference if it doesn't because it's been so long since they've had it, but I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. I've seen other people on Instagram trying it and they say it's amazing. So I'm sure it's going to be great. So that's one of the first things I'll be doing is trying my favorite treat, the churro sundae at the Golden Horseshoe. Well, this is a huge episode today because we're talking all things early entry at the Disneyland Resort. Now, early entry is for guests staying on property. So if you're staying at one of the three Disneyland Resort hotels, you can take advantage of early entry, which means you can enter the Disneyland Park or the Grand, not the Grand, California Adventure Park. 30 minutes before the park opens. Now this is a pretty big deal and it also affects people who are not staying on property because now there's guests who are going to be in the park already so it changes rope drop just a little bit. So that's what we are going to be talking about today. So whether or not you're staying on property, you're going to want to listen to this episode for all things early entry and how it affects you, hotel guests, and you regular guests as well. Now I was joined by my three friends. We teamed up and did early entry together and put our heads together and came up with four different strategies and then we tested them out while we were at Disneyland just a couple weeks ago. And then we decided that the best way to share this information with you would be to get together and do an Instagram live. So a few days ago, we did an Instagram live and we all got on there and we shared our experiences and talked all about how it went with our different strategies and what we would change and what we thought worked well. And it was really great. So I took the audio from that and that's our episode today because really I thought it went really well and there's so much information in there that I wanted you to hear if you missed the Instagram live. So on this recording was Chantel, the Disneyland tour guide, Liz from Disney Food and Fun, and Ashley, the Disneyland planner babe. So that's who you're going to hear. I'm on there also, of course, and I think it's going to be really helpful and lots of great information for you. As always, if you have any questions, then please let me know. I'm here to help. Send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email at melissa at mixinsomemagic.com and I will be happy to help you. With that, let's jump into it. There is a lot of information and we got to get going. We are live. The four of us just spent three days at Disneyland and doing all things early entry. And we each did something different on the trip. So we thought it would be fun to hop on and share with all of our followers what we did, the different things that worked, that didn't work. Uh, those of you who are not like rope drop or those of you who are rope dropping but don't have early entry, how does it affect you? Like we're going to cover it all. You are in for a treat. So we're going to get started real quickly, um, and I have, uh, does anybody want to just say, hey, what, what account you're from, and introduce yourselves? 
Yeah, I'm Melissa with Mixins and Magic. Got a website and a podcast and Instagram, of course. So I'm happy to be here. Okay. All right. Ashley? I am Ashley. I'm Disney Planner Babe, and I run a Facebook group called Disneyland Planning Tips and Tricks. Awesome. Thanks for being here. I'm Liz, and I am Disney Food and Fun, but you can also find me at Liz on Call. That's my website, and I have an Instagram there where I share lots of crafts, but I share Disney crafts over there, too, and Disney Food and Fun here is all about Disney, and we're going to have some awesome stuff for you guys. Okay. Awesome information. Yes, we are so excited, so thank you everyone who's joining us, and for those that can't join, because we didn't let anybody know, we weren't sure when we were going to hop on, we, want, we will be saving this. So it will be saved on my account and everyone will be sharing it because we can only save it to one account. But just so you know, this information will be there for you to look at always. All right, let's get started. Okay, first topic, we're going to start with um, talking about early entry on the Disneyland side. Each one of us is going to talk about what we did. And then we're going to go into the Disney California Adventure side and everything that we did. So if you have questions, we're going to be covering a lot of information so maybe wait till the end and we'll we'll cover that um and let's get started because there's lots to cover all right first thing is early entry is for only hotel guests that are at the disney's grand california adventure um uh hotel or the disneyland hotel or the paradise pier hotel only those three hotels just to make that clear not good neighbor hotels only disney property hotels those hotel guests get into the park, either park, every day, either side, 30 minutes early. Now, so if the park, for instance, opens at 8 a.m., that means you get let in and everybody gets let in, actually, at 7.30. But if you have a hotel key and on your app, your reservation, then you can go beyond and go on certain rides. Now, not everything is open, so we'll go over that, too. But you can get in 30 minutes early. But that doesn't mean you show up at the gates at 7.30. If you show up at the gates at 7.30, only 30 minutes, and think you're going to get all this stuff done, no, because everybody's at the gate. Let's explain a little bit further. Disneyland, the gates where you line up, you can get there as early as you want. You could get there at 6.30, get there at 6. We do, what we recommend is being there by 7 a.m. 7 a.m. is an hour before the park opens to regular guests. The reason you want to get there at 7 is so you're one of the first ones through the gates when they do let everyone in, and they've only been letting people in at 7.30. I even watched this morning. Somebody was at Disneyland, and they did not let them through. They let them through security, but you could not get into the gates at Disneyland until 7.30. So what that means is the harbor side, which is the security that's over on to the east side, those guests are let in at 7.15. If you are not in line for Disneyland by 7 a.m., those guests get in line and you're all put in the same herd and everybody has a fair chance. There's no separate entry for early entry guests. So keep that in mind. Arrive at an hour before the park opens. So because times as far as when the park open will change. Arrive at an hour before. We arrived at 7. We stood in line and we just waited and they let us in at 7, like 28, something really close to that. It was not 7.30. It was not 7.50. It was very close to that time. Now, things can change, just so you know. I feel like I'm moving my hands. I'm going to put my hands down. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, we were, we were let in at 7.30. 
So at 7.30 is when we got to go through a separate entrance. Now, when you walk down Main Street, I'm going to use my hands. We walk down Main Street, and at the end, the rope droppers go towards the left side, and there's a separate entrance, and it says early entry, and the cast members are kind of blocked there, and they are looking for your hotel key and your reservation in the app. So have those two things ready. 7.30, you get to go wherever you want, the rides that are open. There's only certain rides that are open in Fantasyland and in Tomorrowland. We have a list. All of us have a blog post or a list or somewhere. You can look at that. Early entry rides, we kind of decided we did, two of us were going to go to Space Mountain and two of us were going to go to Peter Pan. So keep in mind that all of us are going to share what we did, but I just wanted to explain how it is in the morning and how you get there, the importance of being there not just 30 minutes before, an hour, okay? So what I did, Liz and I actually, we went to Space Mountain because that was the, the decision of the tour that we wanted to do. So we headed to Space Mountain. We got over to Space Mountain at 7.31, something like that, and the ride was not open. If we could not see that in the app, we did not know until we got up there. So as soon as we got up there, then all of a sudden we had to pivot and go to Plan B. So we decided we would split up. She went to Buzz, and she's going to tell you what she did. I'm going to tell you what I did. I went to Star Tours. I do not love Star Tours, but I took one for the team. And so I didn't wear the glasses, and it didn't make me sick. Went to Star Tours. When I was on Star Tours, I got on Star Tours at 7.37. Got off of Star Tours, and then I wanted to see where the rope drop people were lined up. So I went and took some footage of where everyone was lined up. And saw that, yes, rope drop, you can get it at 7.30 just like everyone else. And they just hold you off right there like they have in the past. Um, oh, we lost Melissa. Melissa will have to come back. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I was watching the people and then I took went to the castle. I got a photo in front of the castle. There were like two people behind me in the castle. So I waited until they, you know, walked through. And then I got a castle picture all by myself. Perfect opportunity for a castle photo with no one in it. Then from there, I wanted to go see what the Peter Pan line looked like. Two other people had already gone to Peter Pan, and they'll tell you what happened and how they did that. But I looked at Peter Pan. I could have gotten in line for Peter Pan. There was only like a 15-minute wait. No big deal. I really wanted to see what the Fantasyland rides looked like. There were hardly any lines. I could have walked on Mr. Toad. I could have walked on Pinocchio. I could have walked on Dumbo. I chose to go over near um the here melissa's trying to at, come back in so let me accept her and let her come back in anyway so i went over to storybook land canal rides because the boats um they have a special thing in the morning hi you're back melissa sorry i don't know what happened it's so <laughs> so they have a special thing in the morning if you are the first person on the first boat you get to sign the captain's log well now early entry guests have that advantage because that ride is not open during early entry rides. So if you are the first person in line, you're an early entry person, you're going to be that first person in line. So if you are trying to rope drop storybook and you want to be the one to sign the captain's log, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore because those early entry guests are going to be ahead of you. So keep that in mind. I wanted to look at that and see how that worked. And I did confirm that early guests can get in line for that before rope droppers. Then I got in line for Alice. I did Alice before rope droppers came. And then as soon as I got off Alice, then I could see all the people coming in to Fantasyland and rope drop had started. At that point, still, there was no line for the teacups. There was no line for Mr. Toad. I did Mr. Toad, Pinocchio, and then Snow White. But at that point, when I looked over at Peter Pan, literally everybody had gone to Peter Pan because that's what they do. 
I would not recommend rope dropping Peter Pan anymore because every you already have a line from people who are doing early entry and then all those people that rush to Peter Pan. Anyway, my recommendation is don't, if you are rope dropping, do not go to Peter Pan first. Go to Alice, do something else, and then come back and take a look at the line. So, sorry I'm talking so fast. We have a lot to cover. That is my portion. We are now going to pass it over to Melissa, and let's talk about what you did, Melissa. Okay, I got to do Peter Pan, which I was so excited about, because who gets to walk on Peter Pan? Nobody. So, we got there, I got in, and I walked right on Peter Pan. I didn't even stop. Went all the way through the line and got on the ride, and I was so excited about that. I felt like maybe there should be paparazzi there to take my picture. Like, I was so famous or something. I'm walking right on Peter Pan, right? So that was amazing. And then I ran over, and I did Alice in Wonderland. Same thing. No wait. Just walked right on. I did Pinocchio. No wait. Then Mr. Toad. No wait. I could have done one more but I had to go to the bathroom so that slowed me down <laughs> <laughs> so then I went and lined up near the frontier land entrance so right by the red rose tavern then they have these gates that will be closed into frontier land so they close those gates and they leave them closed and then when the park officially opens they'll open them up and you can head into the rest of the park but my plan was to go over and do Let's see, I did Big Thunder Mountain and kind of do Adventureland and things like that as soon as early entry was over. So I went over there and lined up so that I could be one of the first people in to head over towards Big Thunder Mountain. That's where everybody was lining up for Rise of the Resistance. And Ashley's going to talk about that in a second. But when they open the gates, there's a huge line of early entry people that are all heading into Galaxy's Edge so they can do Rise of the Resistance. And I was so thrilled that I wasn't one of them because I'm going to Big Thunder Mountain. I'm not in that huge crowd of early entry people, but I got to watch them. So I got to see it all unfold. So I'm standing by Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and I see all of the early entry people just pouring into Galaxy's Edge. And then a few seconds later, here come the rope droppers and I got to see them kind of collide. But the early entry guests probably had like a solid 45 second head start on all of the rope droppers. And so, I mean, early entry really does give you the advantage on Rise of the Resistance. Okay. And would you, in your opinion, would you still do Rise of the Resistance as an early rope drop option? Like, not do the ride, like get in line to do Rise because you, you beat the rope droppers? If you're early entry, yeah, I think it's a great option. If you're early okay. entry, if you're a regular oh. rope dropper, I don't know if it's a good... I mean, there's a few people that it will be good for, those that can walk really fast or who don't have strollers or little kids. But if you're a regular guest, not an early entry, Rise of the Resistance is going to be trickier to rope drop. Okay, let's let Ashley piggy tail on that. Talk about what she did. Okay, so <clears throat> went into Fantasyland with Melissa. We both hit Peter Pan, just walked right on, no line. And it felt marvelous because that never happens. Um, got off Peter Pan, went across to Snow White. Um, after Snow White, I tried to hit Mr. Toad, but it was temporarily closed. So I just, like, you you got to always have plan B, plan C in your head so that you don't waste time standing there going, oh, well, I was going to do this, but now it's closed, so what do I do next? Like, no, I just immediately <laughs> walked right past onto Dumbo because they were loading Dumbo. They had empty Dumbos, went and climbed right in an elephant, got right on Dumbo, 
um, got off Dumbo, went to Alice in Wonderland. So I did those four, Peter Pan, Snow White, Dumbo, Alice in Wonderland within the first less than 20 minutes. Um, and then by then it was about 7.50. I wound back around into Fantasyland and you could see people have Rise of the Resistance on their brain. People, early entry people know they want to get the drop on Rise of the Resistance. So like Melissa said, they had already started to line up. I talk with my hands too. Look at <laughs> They had already started to line up. Where? In front of Red Rose Tavern. You guys, I have a map printed here. Look at this. I can show you. Do you guys see Fantasyland? Right yep. here. This is where they're lining up. Yes? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big, next to Red Rose Tavern, there's bathrooms right there, and then there's a big gate. And right at 8 a.m., they opened that gate. So I had 10 minutes left. Um, I had from 7.50 to 8. And I was like, I could have easily done more Fantasyland rides. I could have jumped on Mr. Toad. I could have jumped on Pinocchio. Um, the research brain kicked in, and I also wanted to go see what regular rope drops looked like. So I made the decision to go back through the castle um, and, and kind of scoped everything out at the hub. Um, and then I had the idea for just a split second, there's that entrance that goes through um, Royal Hall, where the princesses are, where Rapunzel's Tower is, um, Fantasy Fair area. And for just a split second, I was like, what if I just waited here and went that direction, would I still get a drop on all of the rope drop people waiting here at Frontierland entrance for Rise of the Resistance? I talked to a cast member who was waiting right there and he thought, to, he told me, he was like, no. He's like, go back to Red Rose Tavern in Fantasyland. That will give you more of an advantage that direction. Even if there's already a crowd of people there, it's a shorter walk. You'll get there faster that way than trying to do this. So if, in case anybody has that same thought, still better to go through Fantasyland. So I went back through Fantasyland, lined up with all of the people by Red Rose Tavern. The gate opened and we went headed for Galaxy's Edge. Now there's several entrances into Galaxy's Edge. The first entrance that you're gonna come across going that direction is the Fantasyland entrance. If you go a little bit farther, you're gonna hit the Frontierland entrance which is where all of the rope droppers, regular rope droppers are gonna go, with the exception of the few random ones who try to go all the way around Hungry Bear, the don't, don't do that. Don't Let's do not that. start on that. But um, my group, we went through the, the Fantasyland entrance into Galaxy's Edge, and I don't necessarily think that was a good decision. I wish we would have kept going and gone through the, the Frontierland entrance that would have put us even an extra 30 seconds faster than we were. Um, that being said, we made it on the Rise of the Resistance. We did not stop at all. We walked that entire queue line without stopping. There was no wait. We got into the pre-show with Ray and BB-8 by like 8.10, just because that's how long the, the whole walk in takes. And while we were walking, we started asking people around us, in front of us and behind us, were you early entry or were you regular rope droppers? And a lot of the people said they were regular rope droppers. So can a regular rope dropper still make it to Rise of the Resistance? Under the right circumstances, you can. 
rope dropping rise of the resistance has always been risky. There's a yeah. lot that can go wrong, but early entry, rise of the resistance, heck yeah, go for it. Regular rope drop, yeah, like Melissa said, if you don't have strollers, if you don't have small children, if you don't have um, older people who go slower, if you're ready to just really burn your calves and walk with purpose, and, and also you're at the very front of the regular rope drop rope, yeah. then I, I still think in the right circumstances, you could still go for it. So okay. that's what I did. Okay, so that's a good, really, information because you can kind of weave in with the rope droppers. But like she says, unless you're the first people with that rope, that's not an ideal situation because think of all the early entry people who will be ahead of you. Yeah. So, but I like that you asked in line who was rope drop and who was early entry. That's good information. Liz, will you show your map one more time? Yeah. So maybe people will understand. So she was at the Red Rose Tavern, which I um, is kind of showing right there. Yeah. But you can see there's two more entrances into Galaxy's Edge as you leave Red Rose Tavern and head that direction. Ashley is saying to go in that second entrance, the Frontier Land entrance, just so people so understand. Here's, yeah, okay. here's Red Rose Tavern up here, out of Fantasyland. So don't hit this first one. Come around. And come here. The rope drop people, they're coming in right this way. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, actually, Liz, tell us what you did. You did something similar to me. Yes. So, we headed over to Tomorrowland, and we're, we were set on doing Space Mountain. And as soon as we got, like, almost to where you go up the ramp to go into Space Mountain, they said, oh, it's shut down. Temporarily shut down. So we turned around and Chantel went over to Star Tours and I headed to Buzz, but Buzz was also temporarily down. So I'm like, well, I really want to get a picture of myself in front of the castle with hardly anyone or no one behind me. So I went over there and at first they did not have a photo pass photographer, like right at 735-ish. Um, later they ended up having a photo pass person. So I just had a nice family. I took their picture with nobody behind them. And they took a picture of me. And then in the app, you can see wait times for rides that are open during early entry. So I was able to get back on and see if um, Buzz was still closed and if Space Mountain was still closed. And Space Mountain was still closed. So I headed over to Buzz because it was back open. So I did Buzz. And then I went back over into um, to see the rope drop people all lined up um, around the hub there. And then I also thought about like, well, maybe I could go line up over there in Fantasyland by Fantasy Fair and, and try and go that way. But I ended up going into Peter Pan and waiting. I got in line like at 7.55 for Peter Pan, right before rope drop. All the Fantasyland rides were basically a walk-on, but I wanted to get Peter Pan done before the rope drop crowd. So, um, so I did Peter Pan and then by like 8.05, the rope droppers had all come to Peter Pan and the wait was like long, like 30 minutes or so. So, um, you, but you can see the wait times on that and they should change as rope drop happens and you can see how long the line is for Peter Pan. But I would say that it was about 10 minutes longer because of early entry than it would be at regular rope drop. Does that make sense? The, the line yeah. for Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I went over and did Alice cause Alice can tend to get along. Um, and then I did Snow White because that was a walk-on and Pinocchio was a walk-on. And then I moved out of Fantasyland in 
to the rest of the park once, like at eight, um, eight fifteen ish or so. Okay. Yeah. All right. But Space Mountain never did open. So no. if you are wanting to rope drop Space Mountain, that's one that you can check in the app. Like if you're there for rope drop and you're like, I really want to get on Space Mountain first, check that app because if it says temporarily down, I mean you have thirty minutes to check that before you head that direction. And if it's still if it's down in the morning, then you can pivot your plan and maybe go rope drop Thunder Mountain or Indiana Jones or something like that. Yes, and that's a great point. So all the rides that are open during early entry, you can see those wait times starting at 7.30 for those that are in the park. So if you're waiting for rope drop and you want to know, okay, is um, you know Space Mountain going to be open, like she said, or Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever park you're going to, you can see the time and if it's temporarily closed. That we used when we were doing early entry to help us once we figured out that that was available to us. Um, so we also wanted to do two different directions. We figured if you look at the list of all the early entry rides, the rides that we chose, Peter Pan and Space Mountain are probably the most popular ones. So depending on your party and what you guys wanna do, go that direction. If you wanna do Peter Pan, I wish I could have would have gone to Peter Pan just because I like Peter Pan. Um, because it's not an option on Genie Plus later in the day during, for Space Mountain. So um, Space Mountain, you can get on Genie Plus later in the day. So decide what you want to do, but have a backup plan, because we really thought, oh, we're going to be able to do all these other things, and we didn't. So go to Peter Pan or Space Mountain, or probably, I would say all of us, that's kind of our consensus, is, is that those were the two big rides. And then you still have time to probably do two, three more rides. Like there's 30 minutes doesn't seem like a lot. But we all got a lot done in Disneyland. So that's our recap of Disneyland. Anybody want to say anything more about Disneyland before we switch? No. And I, I if Rise of the Resistance is on your list, like I got to get that done, then yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Make sure you're in that line back by Red Rose Tavern before rope drop or official yeah. park opening. But if it's not, I and you have like an older crowd, I would do Space Mountain and like Star Tours first and then just get in line for Peter Pan before that park opening that's another way you can do it if rise of the resistance you're like eh yeah you can get and then do all the rest of the rides in fantasy land but yeah okay all right okay so we're going to move on to disney california adventure we're going to talk again about how we lined up where we lined up again we divided and conquered we each had a different plan because we wanted to see people have different opinions on what they want to do so liz will you talk about california adventure and where you lined up for uh early entry yeah. So the four of us, we were lucky enough to stay at the Grand Californian. And the Grand Californian has its own entrance into um, California Adventure. So again, we divided and conquered and Ashley and I went out through downtown Disney. We went through security um, to downtown Disney at like 645 ish. Uh, but we were in line at the main gate out in the Esplanade by seven o'clock. And again, there's no separate early entry line or turnstile area. You just get in line at the main gate there. And at 7.15, we watched as the harbor side, the security line let um, those people waiting in line over there into line with us. So we wanted to be first before the regular rope droppers. So it's good to be in line in the main area by 7.15. And then at like 7.29, maybe, they finally let us in. And I went in down Buena Vista. Um, 
Buena Vista Street. And I, my plan was to go to Guardians first. Uh, so I went down Hollywood Boulevard thinking, oh, I'm just going to go that back way. Well, no, they do not let early entry people that way. They did have a line set up for rope droppers, but early entry, they funneled everybody down Buena Vista Street towards Carthay Circle. So if you had your early entry, you had to show your reservation on your app. Your hotel key, I say just be, be prepared to show both. Have them ready to go. Have your reservation pulled up on your phone. That's what they were looking at that day. And we went through a Carthay Circle where the rest of the rope droppers were had, had to stop right there. And then I went into Avengers Campus and got a picture of the Spider-Man wall with nobody around, <laughs> which was nice. So I did that first and then headed on over to Guardians of the Galaxy. And I did that. And after Guardians, um, I think we all wanted to see, and I think what people are really interested in is racers. How is racers going to be affected with early entry? Well, I walked over to go to racers and here comes Melissa from the other direction. Um, and Radio Racers, there was a sign that says this attraction's not open until later in the day. So we were not even waiting there because um, it was not even going to be open at rope drop time. And luckily we knew that because we were in the park and we could see the sign, but there's no notice uh, for people who are wanting to rope drop that until they get all the way down to Luigi's, which is frustrating. But so I scrapped that plan and went back over to Web Slingers and I was able to do... Um, <coughs> web slingers at like 750 and then um from there went over and got toy story mania done um little mermaid and by nine o'clock i had i was in line for soren so i was able to do a lot and i but it was really frustrating that racers was down because i would have liked to have gotten that one done but web slingers is one of the individual lightning lane attractions that you have to pay for so that's always a good one to get done if you can do early entry. So then you don't have to pay for that and the line is shorter. Um, but you can see the wait times on that. If you're wanting to uh, rope drop web slingers, you can see the time um, that was like 15 <coughs> minute times. Usually during early entry, it always said 15 minutes where the others were just like five. But yeah, um, we were, if we were to do racers, we could have waited right by the cozy cone, like down there, halfway down the, cars land so that's what i would do if as long as it's open okay melissa's going to touch on that in just a minute but we're going to go to ashley ashley what did you do and where did you line up so my plan was um i wanted to hit web slingers first i was with liz at the main gate and um i'm actually glad that i went through the main gate because i feel like they were much faster and much more efficient at getting people into the park um, than they were at the Grand Californian entrance. So um, we got in at like 7.29, like right before 7.30, showed our credentials at Carthay Circle, and I wound right around and it right into Web Slingers. Um, I walked in the room with, you know, Peter Parker and the spider bot by like 7.33 or 34. Um, got on the ride. When I got off the ride, a group of us started to head towards Guardians of the Galaxy. And at that point, it was about 745. And my number, my number one goal in my head was web slingers, and then figuring out what was going to happen with with Radiator Springs Racers. Yeah. So um, 
a lot of my friends turned to go on to Guardians at 7.45. And I panicked because I was like, if Guardians even has a five-ish, eight-ish minute wait, I won't get off in time to beat the rope droppers to Radiator Springs Racers. And I don't want to mess that up. So I let them go get on Guardians at 7.45. And I booked it over to Monsters, Inc., because I was like, there's no way Monsters, Inc. has a line. And I was right. I got right on. Zero humans at all. Um, <laughs> got my own taxi. And, uh, and within four minutes, I was on. I was off. Did Monsters, Inc. Um, got off about 7.52. And I was like, I'm feeling good. I've got eight minutes to get over and see what's going to happen with, with Radiator Springs Racers. The interesting part was, as I was walking from Monsters, Inc. back, into Avengers Campus, my same friends who did Guardians, and I didn't think I would have time, were getting off of Guardians. I would I have had time. And I believe that. I just have to add that. Those of us who are very savvy at ride lines, I'm shocked that they could do both of them, but I love that information. Um, it is possible because I saw it. If I hadn't have seen them, I would have thought they were messing with me. I was like, there is no way you got on Guardians that fast. There literally must have been no one on Guardians. They must have walked right on. Because that ride, even though the ride itself, when you're up and down and up and down, is only like two and a half minutes, the, the pre-show and then the loading everyone in and then the unloading, it takes time. So, but they did it. So technically, I, I didn't, I didn't want to risk it. But is it possible to do Web Slingers and Guardians and still make it over to race of the, uh, Radiator Spring Chasers? It is in the perfect, perfect circumstances. But I wouldn't bet on that, which is why I didn't do it. Monsters was the safe one for me. So Web Slingers, Monsters went back uh, past Louis, into Carsland, past Luigi's, Luigi's Relic and Roasters, saw all the cast members lined up blocking the way with the big sign that said Radiator Springs Racers was closed. At that point, um, it was like 7.58. And I was like, okay, plan B tells me to go to um, Pixar Pier and hit Toy Story and Credicoaster, right? Um, but, but I'm like, I don't know what happened in my brain. I was like, I kind of want to stand. This is horrible. I'm a horrible human. I should not be admitting this. I kind of was like, I kind of want to see what it looks like to be standing here at Radiator Springs Racers and see the crazy rope drop crowd coming at me and film it. And I did. And it was heartbreaking to see all these people like, yeah, rope drop, woo, like walking. And they get up there and they see the sign that it's closed. And then you can tell the ones who have plan B in their head because they immediately pivot. I love saying the word pivot. It sounds like Ross in Friends. Pivot! Um, <laughs> and they go somewhere else. They waste no time. But you can see the families who didn't have a plan B who were like crushed in that moment. Like, we did everything right and it's closed. It, it, so I got to sit there and witness that for a minute and it was, it was heart-wrenching. So, and then I ran over to Pixar Pier, met up with everybody else, jumped on Toy Story, went over, did Soren, and we got a lot done from then on out. But um, yeah, that was my morning. Well, before we go to Melissa, here is my, I, I wish that Disney at that moment 
when the rope droppers went towards Radiator Springs Racers, we as early entry people already knew it was closed. Like I, it, they, they could have had a cast member there at rope drop saying, yeah. you know what, don't go to racers, go somewhere. They could have gone way out by, um, by Mater's. Yeah. But gone I, down by Mater's and then like, it's closed. Yeah. That, that happened to me one time while we were waiting for a rope drop. The cast members in front of the rope right there said, if you're planning on Radiator Springs Racers, it's closed. I had it happen one time. So I think occasionally they do, but most of the time, I think you just have to figure it out when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're always big plan B people. Always have a plan B. Okay. But let's see what Melissa did, because she actually went over and she's going to tell us where you would have gone if Racers was open. <laughs> so I decided to try the Grand California just for the grand guests and so we got i mean i bet we were in line by 655 yeah. in security in the line waiting for entrance the entrance so when you're entering through the grand you don't go through you go through security and then you go through the gate just like regular but they don't open security until they open the regular park gates which kind of slowed us down um so we were there early luckily we were one of the very first people in line at the grand and while we're waiting we're seeing the line of hotel guests behind us just get longer and longer and i couldn't believe by the end how long it was all of these people waiting to enter through the grand and they let us go through security at seven i wrote it down 728 is when they finally opened up security for us and keep in mind they're opening up the gates for liz and ashley at the same time and they've already been through security so right. we still have to like unload our bags and have them check everything and then go through the ticket booth and there's only two people there taking tickets so there's two people doing security two people doing tickets and it takes a lot longer than the main gate where you have so many people doing security, so many people taking tickets. So we, I luckily we were one of the very first people in line because we got in quickly. So I was in the parks by 7.33, but I thought those people who were so far back in line weren't even gonna get into the park for early entry till maybe 7.50, and that's their whole early entry time. So kind of decided that the grand entrance for early entry is not the best route to go. It's better to go through the main entrance where you can get in quickly, already have done security before park opens and just be on your way. If we hadn't been one of the first people, our early entry plan would have been totally and completely ruined. Um, my plan was to go hit Incredicoaster since you guys were all going to do other fun things and my kids love Incredicoaster and every time we go, as soon as we're off, they say, I want to do it again. So I thought if, if I had my kids with me and we could do Incredicoaster like three, four, five times in a row, that would totally make their whole day. So I thought, <laughs> I'm gonna, how many times I can do Incredicoaster before I need to go line up for Radiator Springs Racers? So I like booked down there as fast as I could and I didn't see anyone and I thrilled to death. So I'm like, there's no people here on Pixar Pier, no cast members. This is amazing. Like I'm the first one here. That's that was a lie. It turned out that Incredicoaster was closed. So I go all the way down there and it's a huge walk. And I see the cast members standing in front and they're like, sorry, we're closed. I should have checked the app but I didn't. And so then I panic a little bit because there's nothing open on Pixar Pier except Incredicoaster, which is supposed to be open, but nothing else is open. So 
I'm like, I have to get a ride in. It's early enter. I have to do something. What do I do? So I, I did Little Mermaid, which like a shame to admit. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't ever do Little Mermaid on early entry. There's so many better choices. But I was like, by the time I walk somewhere, yes, I'm going to do Little Mermaid. And they were thrilled to see me on that, I tell you. <laughs> Those cast members were not expecting to see anybody for the first 30 minutes. Oh. I waltz on, of course, walk right on. And I am the only one on the entire ride. I have videos of all the <laughs> Um, and I'm just sitting there like kind of depressed that this is my early entry morning is Little Mermaid. On Little Mermaid anytime you're gonna walk on almost anytime. So it was really disappointing. And so after that, I said, well, at least I can be one of the first people in line for Radiator Springs Racers. I'm gonna head over there, get in line, and that's gonna save my early entry day because I'll get I'll be one of the first people. So I went over there. I went through the Pacific Wharf entrance because I wanted to see if that would be open for everybody. And I could. I walked right there behind Flows and right over to Radio Springs Racers. And that's when I found out it was closed. So I decided the, the only thing I can do to save this morning is to rush over to Guardians. So I got into Guardians at like 7.55, rode it with barely a wait. <laughs> that was my whole, I like booked it around the whole park. Basically, I just walked. Early entry is what I did and rode Little Mermaid. <laughs> Tell us, Melissa, poor <laughs> thing. If racers had been open, explain what they do for early entry people. Yeah, I asked him if they had been opening, would we be able to line up or what would they let us do? And he said, yes, we would have you form a line over to the side, kind of across from Luigi's. They would have people line up there, the early entry people, and then they would allow you to walk into the ride right at 8 a.m. So you would totally beat all of the rope droppers because you would already be walking into the line. So it really is a great idea to do racers if you're early entry. You just got to be in line before those rope droppers get there. Okay, good intel because it, it could be closed, but that is one that you definitely want to knock off your list. If you are there for early entry, you can't do it during early entry, but you can get lined up just at 7.55 and do that ride. Not have to pay for an individual lightning lane later in the day. Great information. Okay, so let me tell you what I did. I lined up with Melissa also at the grand um, entrance, which is a private entrance just for those hotel guests. I've had so many people ask me. In the past, they used to let other hotel guests through there in the morning and for rope drop and they do not let you anymore you have to show we had to show in the app that we were guests of the grand californian so at um like melissa said we hadn't gone through any security yet the other girls had gone through security and they were lined up on the other side melissa and i were like just a few people back and we were waiting and waiting and finally it was like okay when are they gonna let us in i looked back and the line went all the way back around path storytellers cafe into the entrance of the lobby at the grand so those were people waiting to get in for early entry those people were not going to get in anytime soon because through that grand entrance as melissa already said there's only two security people and then there's only two gates and you go through and that's it so it really only handles hotel guests so keep that in mind the only reason you would use that entrance at this point is if you wanted to go to incredicoaster because it is closer for you to go to web slingers and guardians if you go through the main gate like ashley and liz did 
but we were trying to test things out. So we tested it out and we've proven that no, you don't. I mean, we would all, I think we all agree, we would rather use the main gate to get in if you're doing early entry for DCA. So I got in uh, just behind Melissa. My back took a little longer because I have so much stuff. Um, got through and I was probably in. And then at that point, I was like, do I go around? I was going to Web Slingers. Which way do I go? It's faster to go through Soren. But I thought, I'm just going to go this way around here and test it, see what's going on. I had a friend who did go the Soren direction, and he had to get in the same entrance as like Ashley and Liz did and had to show his hotel reservation again. I decided I was going to go this way, and I went around by Mermaid. There were no cast members. I just kept walking and walking past the pier, and I went up over to um, – the entrance of Avengers campus up that way past cars land and went that way. And I never had anybody stop me and ask me for anything. So that was slick. I got in line for web slingers at seven thirty-seven, So I was only like four minutes behind Ashley who had done main gate. So it wasn't terrible. I just, I wouldn't recommend it. It just, and we were the very, like only a few people back at that entrance is the only reason it worked. So I got in line, did uh, Web Slingers, and I was off Web Slingers. Let's see, I have it written down here. So I was off Web Slingers at 7.50, and that's when I went to uh, Racers. And I was heading through the entrance between Avengers Campus and Cars Land. And here I see Melissa coming towards me, and I'm like, where is she going? What is she doing? We're supposed to be going to Cars. Well, she was coming to tell me that the ride was closed. So then at that point, we looked in the app, and Incredicoaster said temporarily closed. Soren said temporarily closed. And, uh, uh, and Radio, no, not, not yet, yeah, not yet. But basically, Soren and Incredicoaster said they were closed, and then we knew that Racers was going to be closed. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, the only other option really is to go to Guardians. So we went to Guardians, uh, did Guardians, and by the time we got off of Guardians, it was 8.08, and at that point, rope droppers had come in and they either wanted to go to Guardians or Web Slingers or they went to Racers and couldn't get on. And so they had to pivot as well. So at that point, the line for Guardians was really long because all these people had to change their decisions. They couldn't go to Incredicoaster. They couldn't go to Soren. They couldn't go to Racers. So I feel like rope drop that morning was very skewed because all those people went somewhere else where they could have gone on in credit coaster or Soren or racers. They, all those people went to other rides. So guardians line was really long at rope drop that particular morning. Um, so then from there we went around and we went and did, um, incre we saw the credit coaster was closed, went to toy story, hopped on mermaid. And then at 9am hopped on Soren. So we were still able to do quite a bit. But again, like we've talked about, you just have to have that plan B and be able to go or plan C sometimes and just go with the flow because you never know what's going to be open and closed, even though we each individually had four different plans. But that's why we did this, because we wanted to be able to show you guys all the different options and all the things we were able to do in just 30 minutes. It's pretty amazing. Now, the other thing that we get a lot of questions about is how this affects other things. So we're going to pivot and talk about a few other things. We only have like 13 minutes, ladies. Here we go. All right, Ashley, talk to us about which park you would do if you only had one day of early entry. Hands down, Disneyland, you can get way more done in 30 minutes than you can at DCA. Those 30 minutes, even though it's only Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, especially, I want to give a huge recommendation for Fantasyland because those rides are relatively short. Other than Peter Pan, they're pretty quick to load. Um, and they're close together. So you can exactly. just hop, 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 hop. Honestly, I could have knocked out six or seven 
Fantasyland rides in 30 minutes. It just, it's that easy. Yeah. Um, grant, you know, granted they're all operational and running, but um, if I only had one early entry morning and had to choose either DCA or Disneyland, definitely Disneyland and I would do Fantasyland. We, I knocked okay. out so much. That is great information. And I am going to just tell you, I would do the same thing. After seeing what we all did, we were able to accomplish and not able to accomplish. I'm telling you, knock out Peter Pan and all those rides is, and it's, it's proximity. That really helps. You yeah. can do all of them because they're right there. Great advice, Ashley. Okay. Um, all right. So, Melissa, will you talk about, I've, we've had lots of questions, all of us, about if we have early entry and we say it's our early entry, we were checking into the grant on a Tuesday, what do we do? What can we do? What are our options? So if you're checking into the grand on a Tuesday, say, at, I think check-ins at 3 p.m., you can still use early entry that day, which is pretty exciting. I mean, obviously, you have to be there very, very early, but you can use early entry that morning. So keep that in mind. If you're on the day that you check in, you can use early entry. You won't be able to have your hotel key yet but you can show your reservation on the Disneyland app and they'll let you in for early entry which is pretty cool yes and your luggage you can take your luggage to the Bellman and they will hold your luggage until your room is ready and you come back or whatever so you could technically get two days out of your one night stay yep two it's pretty days early entry yes all right and Liz will you talk to us about how what we, we discussed how we feel like early entry affects rope drop. Yep. Um, one thing I do want to say about um, the grand entrance. So the two of the Disneyland hotels have a specific entrance into um, California Adventure. You do not have to use those. You are welcome to go through downtown Disney. <clears throat> you don't have to use those specific entrances if you're a hotel guest. And again, our recommendation is don't use those for early entry. Go through downtown Disney security. Go to the main gate. So somebody had asked that question. So I just wanted to. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So for rope drop, um, I think you can still rope drop and get your, some of your rides in that you want to get in. But when we say rope drop, we mean be in like at the front of the line. So here's my little map again. Um, can you see my little red lines right there around the hub? They're kind of small. These are where they're going to hold you back at rope drop. Okay. Right here and right here. If you are against these ropes here, yes, I think you could rope drop Peter Pan or Rise of the Resistance. If you are down here, right coming in to Main Street, you're not going to make it. You're not going to, you're going to be in line for a long time. So when we say rope drop, we mean you're at the front of the line for the ropes. Peter Pan is probably going to be 10 minutes longer than usual. Um, and as Chantel says, we don't we usually recommend rope dropping Peter Pan unless you are right there. But the line's going to be a bit longer. I think if you're at the front of the line for rope drop, you can make it to Rise of the Resistance along with those early entry people. But for the most case, the early entry people are going to be in and done and gone by the time rope drop happens. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure to double check those uh, times, those ride times for the rides that are, are open dur during early entry so that you can Make a change if Space Mountain is temporarily down first thing in the morning. Then you know, okay, well, I'm going to go over to Adventureland or Frontierland and do that. Um, as far as um, California Adventure, Web Slingers is probably going to be long. 
a long wait. Guardians, you can probably get on, but it's so spread out um, that there are going to be a little bit longer wait times if you're rope dropping some of those more popular rides that people for early entry are on. But maybe only 10 minutes because, like I said, most part, they're going to be in and gone by the time park opens. Okay. All very good information. I wanted to add one thing to that is people have asked me, how does this affect rope drop? Honestly, if you think about it, there are three Disney properties. All of the guests that are at those three Disney properties every day have a choice. A, to wake up early. Not all of them are going to wake up early and do early entry. B, which park do they want to go to? Disneyland or DCA? So you're splitting them there. And then not everybody will get there at 7 a.m. to get lined up and get into the parks. Then once those people are in for early entry, they do the rides and they keep moving and they disperse amongst the park. It really, I don't feel like it affected rope drop so much that you can't rope drop anymore. Like it didn't like, oh no, these, and again, not even all the rides are open during early entry. So think about all those things, all those things combined. I think that you can still rope drop and be very effective. Don't scratch your rope drop plans. I even think keep the same rope drop plans you have other than don't go to Peter Pan, like we've kind of talked about. And then maybe, you know, over in DCA, again, we don't, you never know what ride's going to be down. So we, as far as myself and we kind of discussed it, we don't feel like it's like really affected rope drop and you should still plan on getting to the parks even if you don't have early entry yes we had early entry but you can still get a lot done if you are there for rope drop i noticed somebody asked are they going to send you guys back so you can test again well funny <laughs> you say that we've already talked about going on our own because we want to know we want to test things so we'll see stay tuned who knows that that i think yeah. all four of us have a trip within the next few weeks right Oh, yes, we do. But we don't have early entry, so we can test rope drop. Oh. I do. Oh, you yeah. <gasps> Okay, when are you going? Um, I'll be there September 22nd through 26th. So I will have uh, at least four early Perfect. entry mornings. Okay, where are you staying? Two nights at Disneyland Hotel and two nights at Grand California. And we're going to do a split. Okay, all right. Yeah. Scratch that. Ashley will be able to give you information. Um, but we we really purposely wanted to be effective with these two early entry mornings and share four different experiences. And we hope that we've covered all of your, like, what you would want to do in your party so that you know what to expect. Um, and those of you who don't have early entry, that it's okay. It's not going to make or break your trip you can still have a great time if you get there at rope drop. Does anybody want to have any final? We got like two or three minutes. Anybody? I saw, I saw a couple of questions come in, so I wrote them down real quick. Okay. Um, what asking of early entry was every day of the week. Yes, it's every day of the week now is early entry for hotel guests. And another question was asking if during the day, non-grand California hotel guests can use the entrance into the park and you can just not in the morning yes Early it's just for hotel guests but any other time during the day you can use that entrance even if you're not a hotel guest okay i also feel like this was obvious in my brain but maybe it's not obvious to other people early entry is for the park that you have a park reservation for oh so true. whatever park reservation you have that morning that's where you have to do your early entry 
Yes. And you cannot park hop until one, no matter what park you're at. I have people say, well, do early entry guests get to do their early entry at California Adventure and then hop to Disneyland? Yeah, at one o'clock. So just so that's clear. Okay. Well, I think this has been super informative. And like I said, I'm going to save it on my account and then we're all going to share it in our story and you can find it and then we'll save it to a highlight. If you have any questions, you can message each of us. We'll really quickly go back through for those who maybe didn't join at the beginning. I'm Disneyland Tour Guide, and you can find me on Instagram, and I have a website with all sorts of information. Next. Alyssa with Mixins and Magic. I'm on Instagram. I also have a website, and I have a podcast. Just look for Mixins and Magic on your favorite podcast player. Next. Go, Ashley. Um, hi. I am Disney Planner Babe. If you're on Facebook, I run a Facebook group called Disneyland Planning Tips and Tricks. I am Disney Food and Fun, and you can find me here on Instagram, and you can also go to DisneyFoodandFun.com, and it'll take, me, take you to my website there. And seriously, if you have any questions, we are always, all of us are so eager to help you have the best time, the most fun, and you are ask us anything and we will be happy to help you any of us all right ladies until the next one okay thanks bye. for joining us see ya hey bye guys bye, bye. bye. Thank you so much to my friends Chantel, Ashley, and Liz for joining me so that we could share all of this early entry information with you. So hopefully you found it helpful. We really hustled to try out as many different things as possible so that we could share them with you and hopefully it helps. Um, if you have any questions, please let me know. I am happy to help. I am going to be doing more testing as I'm there in the next few days. There's just always so much information to share with you and I love being able to do it. If you didn't know, I have a ton of information on my website, all kinds of planning things. Even if you're unsure of where to start planning your Disneyland vacation, head to my website. I have a step-by-step -step process that will walk you through the planning process and just so much information over there about fireworks and character dining and early entry. I will put a link to my early entry information in the show notes, but I have, you know, how to save money while you're at Disneyland, how to save money for your Disneyland vacation, the cheapest places to eat, and on and on. There's really a bunch of information on there, so make sure you check that out. There's a link in my show notes. To that as well. Well, I better get going. I got lots to pack up. As always, you know I you know I always wait last minute to pack. <sighs> I'm trying not to, but I don't know. It's it's a sickness, I think. <laughs> anyway, I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.